0: Well, welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm joined on the podcast today by Kate Brandt, author of the new novel, Hope for the Worst. Joan Silber wrote about the novel, a riveting book that will make its mark on all readers. Kate, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Jeff.
0: Absolutely. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your new novel, Hope for the Worst, how would you describe the novel?
1: Yeah, so I would, this is a novel that is set mostly in New York City in the 1980s. And it is about a young woman, a 20-something named Ellie, who uh, is, you know, kind of lost. And um, she meets a kind of Buddhist self-created guru who seduces her. And she falls in love with him. and she also falls in love with his philosophy with you know Buddhist thinking. Um, and he eventually rejects her, which is a real crisis for her. Um, so this book is about the crisis, how she how she undergoes that crisis. It sort of paints a picture of that crisis, and then how she eventually comes out of it by the very end. The end of the book is set in Nepal and Tibet in the 1980s. So I would describe this as a coming of age novel. Uh, I would describe it as a Me Too book with a sort of Buddhist uh in a Buddhist context.
0: Well do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing the novel?
1: Yeah, so this book is fairly autobiographical, um, and uh, it's about an experience in my life that was traumatic and also very, very strange. Um, I started writing it. I have a very wonderful writers group, and I started writing it um, from a prompt. We always uh, write together for 10 minutes to a prompt. I started writing it to a prompt and, um, you know, the other women in my group said, you need to write more about this. And so, uh, that eventually grew into this novel. Um, well, can you tell
0: us about your writing journey? Is this the first novel you had written?
1: Well, this is the first published novel I have written. Mm -hmm. Um, my father is a writer, so I kind of grew up with it in the house. (laughs) Um, but I would say my writing journey began when I was traveling. When I was uh, 26, I backpacked around the world and, uh, it was at a moment when, um, you know, I was watching something and I kind of slipped into this different consciousness um and really wanted to capture that moment. I was uh, in Zimbabwe, and I was watching a woman walk down a train platform. The train was very late. And she was wearing high heels, and the leather on the heels was curled up. It had peeled off. And for some reason, that sort of transfixed fixed me, and I started writing about all the things that I was seeing. And then I realized that writing was a way for me to be in a certain consciousness that uh I really like to be in, so I kept writing um and eventually, when I was in my thirties, uh I went to sarah lawrence m f a program, and I continued to write there. That was very helpful for me and um then. Uh, I ended up through that program. I ended up being part of uh, my writer's group and my writer's group is what has kept me writing. Um, It's been hugely important in my life.
0: Well, have you ever um, given thought to how, do, how does Buddhism <laughs> impact or affect your approach to writing?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. So Um, You know, the moment that I described about seeing this woman on the train platform, in Buddhist language, you might call that shunyata, which means like, it's kind of like an empty fullness. And um, so the consciousness that I get into when I'm writing, I would call that shunyata. That's this kind of empty fullness. It's very, you're really completely in the moment. You forget yourself. I think that's the key to it is self-forgetting. That's a phrase that Melissa Phoebos uses in her memoir. And I really like it. Um, and you know, Buddhism also centers around this idea of no-self, you know, of mm-hmm. really kind of forgetting the self and um not denying the self, but just forgetting it, this kind of freedom from the self and from desire. So Uh, Writing gives me that experience, so it's very important to me. Um, That said, I did bring a lot of Buddhist ideas into this book and kind of wrestled with them. I wanted my character to wrestle with these ideas, with the sort of contrast between the aspirational aspects of Buddhism or maybe any spiritual tradition, and, you know, her own mind which was really obsessive and really out of control. Um, And I wanted her to really sort of, you know, dwell in and talk about that strange experience.
0: Well, can you tell us about your MFA program at Sarah Lawrence? How was that experience for you?
1: So, Um, I was one of a few other students who was older than Mm -hmm. most of the students in the program. And um, I feel like I really benefited, one, from just the chance to really, really focus on writing um, and push other parts of my life aside. I was working when I went Um, And I also, the best thing about the Sarah Lawrence program in particular was that you met one-on-one with a teacher every two weeks. And honestly, that feedback was the most helpful. Um, To be honest, you take your work into a group of maybe 10 people who are all making comments on it. And the comments can be very contradictory. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're in a program with people who are in their 20s who have their own ideas about what good writing is. You know, your good writing should be what I think good writing is, (laughs) you know. Um, And working with someone who was already an established writer who didn't have any, you know, who didn't have insecurities about their own writing was extremely helpful. Um, And it took... You know, it took a while to, for me to realize how valuable some of those pieces pieces of advice were. Sure. Well, you
0: talked about this uh, kind of Buddhist kind of meditative state. I can't remember. I, I can't pronounce or remember the word that you used. But I wonder, um, you know, how did that impact you when you were working on the novel? It, it seems to me that you probably did not do a ton of plotting. That you just kind of. Uh, let the story grow as you are writing. Would that be accurate?
1: Yeah, that is accurate. I mean, this is not a plotful story. Mm-hmm. This is a story that is character-based, that is real. It's sort of the story of a mind in some ways, you know, and uh, what goes on in a person's mind and following that and sometimes in microscopic detail. Um, so... Um, I tried to put a lot of Buddhist ideas in the book. I guess I've said that already. Can you remind me of the question?
0: Oh, I was just asking about your writing process. I mean, you had talked about this right. kind of meditative um, state, this, right. uh, Buddhist word right. that you would use. And I was just wondering, um, when you would sit down to write each day, were you just um kind of trying to get into that state?
1: Well... I was trying to get into that state, yes. But, you know, you also, if you want to build a story, you know, you have things do have to happen. And Mm -hmm. there are things that have to be there. You have to know what your narrator, for me, it was first person. So you have to know what your narrator's problem is. And um, so it was fairly easy for me to recapture many of the scenes. Um, because I was writing from my own life. But what I really, really struggled with was uh, the form, the ultimate form that the book should take. So it had many reincarnations. It was, um, at one point, it was made up of letters between two archaeologists, one of whom was in Tibet. Mm-hmm. At another point, it started with a, a, a Westerner who was part of a uprising in Tibet um and um so each time i wrote a new version i would bring it to my writers group and they would tell me whether it worked or not so this was a real you know going back to the blackboard kind of process um and it took me a long time i was concerned because the story is kind of quiet it really mm-hmm. is about you know a a mental uh, journey and um I felt like I had to make it more exciting but in the end I decided to really rest on the strengths my strengths as a writer which are really about creating a mood um and not to worry so much about starting off with a with a lot of action sure um, but it took me a very long time <laughs>
0: do you still meet with your writing group
1: still meet with my writing group i'm so grateful for them um we really try to support each other we there's so much trust between us so that you know when we write something um it's sort of like what i was describing about uh, uh meeting with one of my teachers at the mfa program at sarah lawrence you know there's They don't have any ax to grind other than how can I help her make this story what it can be. So there's tremendous trust. It's also very interesting because you really get to know people, everyone's backstory and everyone's kind of inner life. Um, So it's sort of very intimate also. Um, And so they really helped me co-create this book in the sense that They kept sending it back to the drawing board, you know, even when I was, you know, I, I, it's not that I disagree with their comments, but I don't know (laughs) what to do about it, you know, and, um, but they believed that I would find my way. And when I really didn't believe it anymore. And, um, so they really, you know, they really co-created the book and I'm very grateful to them. And I still really depend on their support and friendship.
0: That's wonderful. Well, I'm wondering, over the years, have you read other novels that you that um wrestled with kind of Buddhist ideas? And I wonder if you could mention one or two of them that you may have read over the years?
1: Yeah. so um, I wouldn't say I'm not sure I would exactly say a novel. I would say okay. um, Kate Wheeler uh, is a uh, Buddhist and a writer. um and um some of her stories. We're doing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I would also say that um, other novels that kind of were like mentoring novels for me. One of them was um, Anne Patchett's State of Wonder, which is also about a journey and a narrator who is changed, you know, by going far away um, And also, uh, there's a book by Deborah Levy called Hot Milk, which is also about a young woman who is wrestling with a problem that she cannot solve, who happens to be away on vacation with her mother. And, um, you know, the same kind of portrait of a person who has a lot of questions and insecurities and feels kind of lost. And how do they how do they find themselves basically um, so those are two novels that really helped me, and um, you know really yeah they were they were like examples for me that I would think sure. of when I was a little bit stuck.
0: well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels
1: well, um. I'll pass on some advice that was given to me by one of my writing teachers early on. He said, go towards what glows. Um, And I have taken that to mean, you know, make sure it's tugging at you. Make sure you're really, really interested in the story. Um, For me, you know, because I am such a slow writer, it's such a long process for me. I have to make sure I don't get bored of it before I'm finished. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that's one very important part of it. Um, The other advice I would give is, you know, give yourself as much time as you need. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about how many words, you know, they need to finish each day. Sure. You know, I personally don't like to look at it that way because you could write, you know, 500 words, but they might not be good words. So um, I think that it's important to really give yourself time to get to the heart of the story. And sometimes that can be, you know, that can take a while.
0: Sure. So are you working on another novel now?
1: I am not working on another novel. (laughs) Um, This novel took me so long to write, and it was, you know, a struggle for me. Um, So right now I'm just trying to dabble and do some short pieces. Um, I am reading um, Kelly Link fairy tales. And uh, Dabbling in Fairy Tales, because it's such a kind of basic form, it brings Mm -hmm. you, you know, back to basics. And that's kind of what I need right now. Um, You know, Hope for the Worst was a novel where I really kind of offered the world, here's what I learned. You know, Um, one of my writing teachers said, you know, your job is to tell the story that only you can tell. So Hope for the worst is that. It's the story that only I can tell. And I'm now kind of searching for, you know, do I have something else to say? What do I have to say?
0: Sure. Um, well, what novels have you read recently I mean, that you enjoyed?
1: Uh, I'm glad you asked that question. I love to talk about one of the wonderful things about not writing for a while, because I finished this book a few years ago, is um, that I could really read. Um, one, uh, novel that I've really loved is, um, called if, if you kept a record of sin, it's an Italian writer. It was translated and I cannot remember his name for the life mm-hmm. of me, but, um, what I loved about this book so much is that it's basically one long letter to his mother who was dead. Oh, wow. And uh, it's very beautiful. It's very lyrical, and um, you know, I uh, my book is made up of diary entries and letters. Originally, it was going to be only letters, and I was very interested after I finished to read other uh, other books that were made up of letters. Uh, there's another book called Dear Thief, which is one long letter uh to a- another person who was involved in a love triangle and i wish i had read that book before i wrote my own it showed me a few things that you can do in the letter form that'll mm-hmm. keep the story alive um more recently i really i'm a big fan of susanna clark um and so um i read Piranesi twice I hardly ever read a book twice, (laughs) Uh, but I really love that book because the narrator, it's, you know, it's really the essence of an unreliable narrator. Right. And um, that, since I tend to write first person, um, that is kind of, I've come to the conclusion that that's what makes first person work is you have to have an unreliable narrator. And she's just a magician with that um so i really enjoyed that book quite a bit
0: that sounds great well where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novel hope for the worst
1: um thanks for asking i uh have a website katebrant.net i'm on instagram as kbrant writer i'm on twitter as kbrant writer and i'm on facebook
0: That's wonderful. Well, again, we've been speaking to Kate Brandt, author of the new novel, Hope for the Worst. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Kate, thanks for doing this interview.
1: Oh, Jeff, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time.
0: Absolutely.